Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name's Ren, and my best friend Drac is a vampire. Oh, but before you freak out, let me explain. Drac isn't like other vampires. He doesn't thirst for blood. He thirsts for knowledge. Each week, we hop into the coffin of curiosity for a spectacular adventure to learn about everything and anything, from how the sun works to why we burp. We have lots of fun, so join us. I promise that the only thing Drac will drink up is information, okay? Worst case scenario, he squirts you with some sunscreen. Search for Drac on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts for the ride of your life. Hello, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the absolute most, and custodian of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This green and leafy tale, Story Club members, might make you a little cautious around our floral friends. It's one I call Don't Feed the Plants. A flash of light, but no sound. It was the middle of November, so it was not heat lightning. Besides, heat lightning in the middle of summer is usually white in the cloudy warm breeze. This light was definitely fiery orange against the crisp starry night autumnal sky. It must have been a shooting star, Ashley McRae thought, and I just saw it out of the corner of my eye. She finished dumping the plastic bagged garbage into the trash can. Tomorrow was garbage pickup day, and one of her household chores was to dump the garbage when needed and move the trash can to the curb on pickup day. It was the kind of thing you had to do for your parents when you were 11 years old to get allowance money. It came in handy when you wanted to go out to a movie with a friend. Ashley kept thinking about it. If it was a shooting star, it disappeared beyond the black blur of woods by my house. Ashley felt something stir at her feet and jumped. Windham, her cat, nestled his gray furry body against her jeans. He was out for his nightly romp. Goodness, Ashley felt so spooked tonight, Wyndham had managed to startle her. Did you see that too, Wyndham? She asked the cat as she picked him up and held his purring body in her arms. Or were you too busy chasing down a mouse? The cat answered her with a content yellow-eyed stare. She rubbed Wyndham under his blue collar. He really loved that. Then something caught Ashley's eye again. Another flash of orange light out in the woods. I know you saw that, she said to the cat. The shooting star, or whatever it was, must have hit the ground. Let's go look so we can just forget about this. Five minutes later, Ashley tromped through the woods with her dad's flashlight in hand, though she didn't really need a flashlight. The mysterious orange glow from just beyond the black trees provided plenty of light. Windham, the cat, hadn't joined her. Ashley was alone on this adventure. I hope the woods are not on fire, she thought. She reached the spot where the projectile from space had splashed down. It made a hole in the hard-packed dirt that was easily three feet wide in diameter and about two feet deep. In the middle of the impact crater glowed a rock the size of a baseball. Ashley could feel the heat on her face from the hissing, steaming rock as it cooled in the cold air. The space rock was much too hot to touch. Ashley would come back tomorrow when it cooled off. But there was something else she would take home with her, a budding plant. 
On the rim of the crater, a tiny seedling plant pushed its way through the dirt and poked its head up toward the starry night. The petite leaves of the four-inch high plant were green in color, but there was also a shimmery shade of purple to them. Ashley had never seen anything like this growing out here before, and she walked these woods all the time. There was simply nothing like it. Until now, until this rock arrived. Ashley carefully plucked the strange plant out of the ground. It felt soft and almost furry to touch. It felt like Wyndham the cat. And did it purr when she touched it? Weird. The next morning, the plant was ten times its previous size. It stood four feet high. It engulfed Ashley's windowsill and the wall, all the way down to the carpet and tangled vines of shiny purple and green. The four-foot stalk had a large bulbous head on it the size of a basketball. The bulb was multicolored in shades of orange, red, and blue. Beautiful. What is going on? Ashley wondered. Last night, she brought the plant home and put it in one of her mother's empty planting pots with some dirt, water, and fertilizer. After showing it to her parents, she put the newly potted plant on her windowsill before she went to bed. The tiny pot she'd put it in looked like a splinted eggshell on the floor now. Wyndham, can you believe this? Ashley asked her cat, who usually woke up with her in the mornings and snuggled up next to her feet at the foot of the bed. But Wyndham didn't answer. He was not at the foot of the bed, or anywhere else. Wyndham? And then, Ashley saw it. Wyndham's blue collar. It hung tattered and frayed from the closed mouth of the gigantic butt of the plant. Before she had time to think about what she was doing, Ashley had already grabbed the plant by its neck and began choking the smooth, velvety stalk. You ate my cat! You ate Wyndham! One more thing for garbage pickup day, Ashley thought through her tears. She tried to pull the alien plant off the windowsill. It didn't budge no matter how hard she yanked. The vines of the plant snaked around her pajama-clad legs. The strength of it surprised Ashley. She could not wiggle herself free from its serpent-like grip. Mom? Dad? But then she remembered their usual Saturday morning jaunt to the coffee shop. They weren't home. No Wyndham, no parents. She had to fight this overgrown outer space weed by herself. Ashley reached for her nail file on the nightstand. She jabbed the pointed end of it deep into the head of the plant. Rah! The thing shrieked in pain. Black ooze bled out of the bud and bathed her hand in sticky, foul-smelling pitch. The stench smelled like rotten strawberries left in the refrigerator too long. But the plant did not release its grip on Ashley. Mr. and Mrs. McRae returned home from the coffee shop. They had brought a cream cheese bagel home for Ashley, her favorite. The house was quiet as they entered. Ashley and Wyndham are probably still sleeping, Mrs. McRae thought. I'll wake her up with the bagel. She headed down the hall into Ashley's room. Mr. McRae leafed through the morning newspaper to find the crossword puzzles. He heard his wife scream. Flinging the paper aside, he dashed toward Ashley's room. What's wrong? He asked as he reached Ashley's room. It was then that he noticed that a strange plant had completely filled Ashley's room. Vines and creepers, Spider walked around the wall and snaked across the ceiling. What the? The last thing he saw was his wife's shoes, with her feet still in them, slide down the big terrible head of the plant, a head that was now the size of a small car. And then, something long, green, and leafy grabbed his arms and legs. We typically eat plants, fruits, vegetables, and grains, but they don't eat us. Well, until now, I guess. Talk about nature in reverse. 
Could you imagine if plants were the apex predators at the top of the food chain? What if more of these monstrous plants sprout up and take over Ashley's neighborhood? What about the entire world? This kind of reminds me, I gotta take better care of my ficus tree. I don't want her coming after me for revenge or for my two dogs, Spike and Renfield. I've really enjoyed creeping you out today, but don't forget that when you need a break from the nonstop story club scares, you can check out loads of other great stories on the Go Kid Go network, like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Capel, and of course Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Flusville. Go Kid Go even has a peaceful story train to take your mind off the story club terrors at bedtime. Did you know that? Talk about thoughtful. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, Flusville, or Story Train wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way to a great time. And obviously, I better see you back here tomorrow for another eerie episode. Because every R.L. Stein story club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.